All right, welcome in everybody. Uh, this is Coach V and Jimmy Neutron uh, doing the final two groups. So, how you doing, Jimmy? Doing pretty well. Haven't talked to you guys since I won the the chip, and feeling pretty good. Been popping skis. Took a, a family trip to introduce my foster son to my parents. Um, it was a really, really good trip. It means I didn't pay attention as much to uh, League Thirty One uh these last couple of days so it's been an interesting like try to trying to re-catch up after i win the championship was clearly very excited but um you know had to actually do a little bit of a deep dive last night into who everyone got and man it, it was an interesting signing day yeah for sure well let's jump into it we're going to start with the stiff group and uh yeah who better to start with than bobby 31 uh do you know if he's active I actually was about to ask that. I, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bobby um, replaced the 53-33 class with the 5-6 class. So um, that's that's always nice. Uh, you know, you lose Ruben Stith, which he's been a mainstay, and Michael Johnson. But you get two seven-footers. And then it's absurd. a pretty good – I like this, this point guard, too, Alex Spangler. You played a little out of position. See, for being a six-one small forward, he did pretty well, I think. Right. Uh, so this is an interesting team. Um, they got a lot of options of different things they could do. Um, you know, you you lose your small forward, you lose your center, but you keep Eli and you keep Melvin. Uh, he could do the Twin Towers approach, a la Jimmy Neutron. Um, mm move D'Angelo down. He could put, bring one of them off the bench and play the other one. Uh, he could move Francisco Anderson uh, or Pedro Anderson, one of the Anderson brothers up to uh, – it's kind of ironic that they're brothers and they both have um, Spanish names. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, maybe not ironic. Maybe they actually are brothers. So uh, – <laughs> but – yeah, he's got a good team. What do you think of this team? Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. Bobby loses, you know, a perennial all-star and Ruben Stith, um, who just completely locks down the center position for him. And, of course, he brings in two guys that replace him. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. cut off the head and two pop up, you know, yeah. um, every time with Bobby. And so, I mean, he has three stud classes. His seniors are now the 2-2 class. His, his sophomores are five fourteen, so to bring in the five six, like this, this team is absolutely stacked, um, and and so I I think that Bobby is just going to have pretty. I'm not going to say a super easy time uh, in this group. We'll get to it. I think he has one other competitor, a team that is being put together that I really really like. But I, I agree with you. I think Henry Elder slides into the center position. He's he's that Reuben Stiff mold. I do wonder if he moves up D'Angelo Miles to small forward or, like you said, if he brings in like a, a Pedro Anderson into the, the small forward position. I'm assuming his hands are better than Francisco's since Bobby knows that the small forward uh, position passes more than the shooting guard position. That's where he has him now. So, um, yeah. really, really good team. Brings, brings back his top scorer, top two scorers, so, um, and only adds offensive power. So, uh, I think you said it. This is a really, really good team, and, and I can't see Bobby not pushing for the PNTT title again, you know. Yeah, yeah, so defending champ here, and then in the lesser tournament, the NTT, he's made it to the Elite Eight four straight times, uh, 
won it four years ago and then the last three years made it to the Elite Eight, so that's pretty good. Um, I mean, that's incredible. But, I mean, nothing right. nothing compared to his PNTT championship last year. Right. So. Well, we'll just say, you know, I got beat in the first round of the PNTT uh, playoff games, and so and then I win the championship. Yeah. So you tell me which tournament's better. Yeah, for sure. Or tougher. And um, I know you were talking about cutting off heads and growing two extra, you know. Um, I'm sure only me and you will get this joke, but it's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of like the it has a child of the King of Tokyo game. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, you just you kill him and then he gets to just restart. Yeah. It's so, wild. Yeah. Yeah. You gain yeah. all your hearts, but you lose all your cards. I don't know. Something like right. that. Um, something we like played that. a lot of that last year, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> Fun Hit us up if you play King of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I will be impressed. Um, right. Cool. Let's move on to Blacksburg, the Bandits, coached by Coach Blue Skies. Uh, they lose the 169-173 class, and they bring in the 28-17 class. So just some really good talent. They only lose one starter senior Gavin Casis uh, didn't didn't do a ton. I mean, I'm sure he was a defensive stopper for them, but other than that, he's not like he's nothing crazy or anything like that. So, um, and then they bring in uh, some some height. Hunter Prig, uh, the six eleven center man, seventeen points a game on sixty one point one percent true shooting, ten rebounds. He's uh, incredible. <laughs> two assists, three point five blocks. That's going to be fun to work with. Derek White's a beast, too. Um, mm-hmm. Very efficient scoring and can uh, rebound and pass. So, man, these are some fun players to work with. He's got some he's, – he's going to have to make some decisions. He can actually, like, move Fry. I think he can move Fry and uh, Shoemaker to more natural positions of right. three and four or even, like, make a really big lineup, moving those two down to two, three, and then right. um, using Prig and White as the uh, – um, center power forward potentially what do you think mm-hmm. yeah uh very very similar thought i looked at this and i was like man prig is literally the perfect player uh for the team that they've been building i think you know Casas that shooting guard moves out you move keller fry and shoemaker up a position in my opinion Ke- uh chris keller was scouted pretty well luke fry is an absolute stud and chris shoemaker was scouted uh G good across the board with a good scout, I believe. And so he's, you know, he's just like a do it all kind of player. And so you could put Fry or Shoemaker in that small forward position, most likely, and then put Prig down at the bottom, blocking shots, getting rebounds. You know, he's a hyper efficient scorer. Um, this is, this is a really, really tough team. This is the aforementioned team uh, that, that might push Jefferson City for uh, this region. I think I love what Blue Sky has done with this team. He is literally on like all the guys that I am. On, I usually like am way overzealous of in my net and throw these guys in that I think I could get, and then of course Blacksburg gets them all clear leads, yep, um, and and gets the one one class, you know, and so I love what he's doing. He needed one more scorer, superstar, and he got it in Hunter Prig. So um, I think that this like team of glue was just built around getting a guy like Prig, and so I I really really like this Blacksburg team. Cool. Let's move on to Syracuse. Um, they bring in the 90-76 class, replacing the 184-214 class. So, I mean, this this team, they've been a mainstay winning Conference 5 almost every year, but now they're starting to get some talent to go along with it, or at least a little better talent than they've had before. Victor uh-huh. Houston, the 6'1 point guard, 
uh, 23 points a game, 57.9% true shooting percentage, three assists, 1.6 steals. Looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, Colt Bazemore, uh, I love that rebounding for um, an undersized center at 9.8. Right. Pretty good offensive rebounds, too, so you can live with that. Um, and then Person looks like a great point guard or backup point guard that can just distribute. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they lose Sitter, um, who was a pretty decent point guard, uh, six to one and a half turnovers per game, uh, six assists to one and a half turnovers per game. But then you add Victor Houston. I believe he's uh, what Syracuse said on the board is he's plus seven, hmm. and he was a clear lead. And so I think he's going to be a pretty good player for them. They needed another scorer. Um, they're they're going to win the Conference Five Championship. I know that uh, who does um, Bo coach they brought in a pretty good class Mm -hmm. but um other than them conference five is uh usually the worst conference in the uh the whole league 31 and so just for him to add a couple more scorers um basemore is interesting because his sister turnover ratio is pretty bad he's he's you know that small forward height at six seven but he looks like he would probably have to play undersized power forward or turn the ball over a little bit more as small forward. So yeah. I like him, but he he's kind of limited in what he can do for a team. And so um, I, I'm not overly impressed with Syracuse. I know B Frank said on the message boards that he hasn't broken a He's broken like two ties since he's been coaching or something like that total. And one of them is Colton Henderson, who I was on who's a backup center. So not even that um, impressive yeah. of a player. And so um, I feel bad for him. You know, he's working really, really hard. Your, your luck's going to turn around coach. Yeah. So, I, I, I like your team for Conference 5. Sorry, but I don't like this team going up against Jefferson City and Blacksburg. For sure. Let's look at the next team. We got Galveston, the Italian Mafia, uh, coached by Coach Statwolf on 98. He brought in the 230-226 class, replacing the 138-149 class. Um, You know, Charles Edmond looks like he can score, at least. Um, right. <laughs> you know, uh, but other than that, I mean, not a great class necessarily. Uh, he got some height, which is always uh-huh. helpful, even if they're not great. And they're definitely not rated great. Uh, he only loses one one senior from the starting lineup, uh, Samuel Thacker, the center, who is already undersized. So hopefully uh, Edmonds can uh, fill that void. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I looked at his rating before we got on here. I was like, oh, man, must have got a, some walk-ons. But then – they were all six eight or taller, um, and his tallest player on his roster last year was six eight, and he had one guy at that, and then graduated as six seven guys. So I'm wondering if these guys were net guys or they were guys he went after and probably shot a little bit too low um, to add to this team. It, yeah, like you said, it looks like Charles Edmonds can score a little bit. He'll probably slide into that center or power forward position, but you know, you look at the big men that uh, both Bobby and uh, Blue Sky brought in, and I just don't think he's going to be able to compete. You know, um, I think that Elder is going to be able to shut down Edmund, and and I think that Prig is too. So you have two. It's real unfortunate for Statwolf here. You bring in two superstar big men in this region, I think, that are just going to have a field day against this team. Yeah. Yeah, so you look at these, uh, so you look at these teams, and um, who do you like to win this group? Um, I've, I've already sort of alluded to it, but I think that Blacksburg and uh, Jefferson City are the two teams. I think that that Blacksburg-Jefferson City game is going to be pretty tough, but I, I would give the edge to Jefferson City there. 
Um, I will say that uh, both teams have pretty tough schedules. So Flexburg's out of conference is uh, Boulder or yep. out of region is Boulder, St. Cloud, Plainview, all pretty good teams. Bobby has uh, Frankfurt, Rockford, and uh, who's the other one? Tempe. Mm-hmm. So Tempe isn't what it was with uh, James Jones, but Bobby has, you know, those are three really, really tough games, two teams in the top 15. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped the Rockford and Frankfurt game and then Blacksburg, even if they lose to Jefferson City, uh, they might lose to Plainview. It might come down to the Point margin yeah. victory. Yeah. 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 And so I'm, I'm still going to give Jefferson City the edge here because I think that they just have the capacity to blow out teams a little bit more. Blacksburg still has tons of um, glue guys. And so if like a Luke Fry or Hunter Prigg don't have a good game, they're not going to be able to really blow teams out. So I'll give the edge to Jefferson City here. Yeah, I think both teams will start out uh, 3-0. And then, uh, yeah. But, I mean, that's a murderous row for both teams. And the, uh, right, in the regular, yeah. So... I think that game's going to be really important on Friday. and uh, But, you know, I, I like Jefferson City. If they can figure out this new lineup, they already got their point guard. They already got D'Angelo, and they got right. Sheldon. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they're more they, – they already understand what they need to do to win, and they, and they have to fix – they have to tweak a little less than Blacksburg, so I'm going to give them the right. edge. Um, who are some players to watch in this group? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just mentioned a lot. I love Melvin Dent, love D'Angelo Miles, or sorry, D'Angelo. Um, I love D'Angelo you know, Vickers. Right. Maybe exactly. Maybe D'Angelo before every game does a fake juggling act. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that it's fake, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, love Luke Fry. Uh, I, I really regretted not maxing him. Mm. Um, and so, and and then you add those those two freshmen that we talked about in Prig and Henry Elder. I think those are all the guys to watch. I mean, Galveston yeah. has like a a Jacob Mooring who's mm-hmm. who's pretty decent shooting guard. Uh, Syracuse has like a, I mean, Tayshon Tayshon Dune, yeah, the freshman last year. True, true shooting wasn't super great, but and Victor sure Houston go up. Oh yeah, and Victor Houston, the the plus seven freshman. So yeah. interesting guards there, but. I think, like you said, like, I think that in the PNTT, you know, early season teams are still figuring out their teams. When you have a little bit more of an established lineup, and especially when your guards are the ones that are more established, I think it's easier to throw in freshman bigs than it is to throw in freshman guards. And so the Jefferson City guards are are already set and and look pretty spicy. Yeah, cool. Well, let's move down to the uh, Hayes group. Um, In the Hayes group, we have Hershey, Boise, Virginia Beach, Denver, um, St. Paul, Milwaukee, Erie, and Fargo. So we got a group of eight. One of these teams will make it as the last seed in to the uh, preseason NTT uh, playoff. So let's look first at Hershey. Hershey brought Mm -hmm. in the... Um, 112-90 class replacing the 129-123 class. They lost no seniors and brought in – I mean, it's headlined by Logan Van. He looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. Like him a lot. He played small forward 20 points a game on pretty efficient shooting. Um, can pass, play a little defense. Um, he seems like he'd fit in well potentially to that um, 
small forward or power forward, maybe you move Parker Majaka down. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, this is an interesting team. Uh, I think Andrew Luck here loves his wings. Mm-hmm. Like uh, almost everyone on their player is between 6'5 and 6'9, uh, which is really, really interesting. They bring in one guy who's 6'3, and that's it. Everyone else is between 6'5 and 6'9. And so uh, a really wing-heavy team. Um, I would love like a little bit bigger guys on their team for them to compete. But I, you know, in this bracket, I think anything can happen. You bring back Jason Frazier there. He's going to be a junior shooting guard, score 26 and a half points a game on 56.5 true shooting percentage. Um, and, and really that was like brought down because. And so uh, he has a 55% field goal percentage from the floor. That's really, really good. Um, so this is a really, really interesting team. They're, not going to be super short on offense, I don't think, anymore like they were last year because they added a couple of scores. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting team. Yeah. Um, so you look, let's look at the next team. We got Boy, Boise, the Potato Sacks. They brought in the 40, or sorry, they brought in the 56 57 class, replacing the 220 213 class. So he's got two classes in a row that are pretty talented that he can build off. Talon Jenkins is the high scorer for them, the 6 3 shooting guard. Um, pretty efficient, almost 60% true shooting, 22 points a game. I like Zachary Coleman as a big man that can really help them, that can pass, defend, rebound, shoot a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't lose any seniors. Uh, they still have Brian Burton. So, uh, yeah, potentially you can um, you can make that lineup a little taller by adding Coleman and taking out Hawks potentially or – Although Hawks is getting 2.3 steals mm-hmm. a game, so that's pretty nice overall. But he has some options. He's got a good team, and now he's got a little more scoring with Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, surprised that this team comes in as the 167th-ranked uh, team in power rankings to start the year because you look at both their freshman and sophomore class, and I'm pretty sure he took over with that either that sophomore or junior class. I know that Conference 21 was actively – recruiting guys, which I love um, as an up-and-coming conference. And so um, I really, really like this team. I think that he his like, top-end talent is pretty good. They're just not that deep with their juniors and seniors being pretty weak. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't have much to add. Outside what you, you said, I think Colin Jenkins is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. They needed uh, scoring slide in for Cross Thomas on this team. All they had was Brian Burton. Right, right. And he was playing above his right. head. Right, and they, they – Right. They scored half a point more than every one that they played last year, um, but they were only on 51% true shooting and a lot of 54% true shooting. So they're good at getting more shots than other teams. Um, they didn't turn the ball over too much, and uh, they got a one-and-a-half offensive rebounds more than everyone last year. And so, you know, you just add in, uh, like, efficient scorers, and that's a really good recipe to win some yeah, games. for sure. All right, let's move on to the next team. we got the Virginia Beach Raiders. Of, yeah, yeah. They My bring in the 99-117 class, replacing the 108-120 class. Um, and, you know, they bring back pretty much – I mean, they lose some guys, but it's not like those guys were incredible anyway in Spearman and Heimberg. I mean, they were playing over their heads. Heimberg was a 6'5 power forward. Spearman was an undersized um, shooting guard that um, scored five points a game. Uh, and mm-hmm. you bring in some height. I really like Jason Weaver, a 7'1 guy. 
bringing in a ton right. of rebounds, pretty efficient scoring when he does get the opportunity, blocks some shots. Um, so you compare him with Nolan in the starting lineup and try and do a little thing that um, that Jimmy did last year with the Twin Towers, and you just let Max shoot right. um, 30 <laughs> times a game. <laughs> right. I will say he added, um, I believe it was 40% to his assist total, uh, his career assist total last season, wow. and he got two assists. So that was pretty crazy. Yeah, he went from five career assists to, to He's seven. He's finally a senior, so. too. So. Right, right, right. So that means that he's not so going to pass. Get this, anymore, this, you know? this, six, this 5'10 point guard has more blocks than he has assists. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he had five blocks last year. Wait, that's incredible. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry I lacked on the uh, Maximilian Slusher assist. Watch. I'll try to restart that again this year. But things just It looks like he's going to break the record um, for threes, too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he shot 11.3 threes last year per game. Um, I love it. So, on a serious note, I do really, really like his starters. Like, why not let Slusher jack it up and have two seven one mm-hmm. guys down the hall? You know, I think Devontae Nolan is not as defensive um, a center, and so you move him up to power forward and let uh, people just run into Weaver. I mean, he only got two point one blocks per game, but sometimes you never know. Like uh, my my center, um, Rohi Adler, had like two blocks per game in high school and is averaging mm-hmm. like five blocks a game now. You know, and so sometimes guys like that just randomly jump up when they're playing a get with another tower. Um, and so I actually kind of, I, I really, really like this team. They were in the upper, in, one of the upper groups with you and I last year in the PNTT. And so they dropped a group um, being in conference five and not doing as well with the poor strength of schedule, but I kind of yeah, like, this I like team this Adams year. a lot. He's a really good um, glue piece that can play small forward. Uh, right. So you, I mean, I feel like, Four of their starters are locked in. They bring in a little extra scoring. All three of their players shot over 50% from the field. Uh, Efrain seems Mm -hmm. like a perfect fit to play at shooting guard. 61.3 as a 6'4 power forward is pretty impressive. Yeah, I I bet he is close to like, I mean, I don't know if he'll be allowed to shoot, but maybe 18 points a game at like 60% true shooting. That's that's pretty incredible. He's not going to shoot on this this team, but... (laughs) Yeah, that's but, true. Um, even still, you know, maybe he'll get a couple of rebounds and then and then shoot. Put yeah. it back up. That's yeah, the, yeah. He's yeah. kind of like he's kind of like that old Kobe man. Pass, just get the rebound. <laughs> yeah, right, so, right. Um, cool. Incredible. Let's uh, move on to the next team: Denver, the Cruz and Carusos, uh, coached by Coach Walter. Thirty-two. They brought in the one seventy-three, one eighty-eight class, replacing the sixty-sixty-two class. Um, you know, uh, brought in some height with uh, Dakota Bonar, um, nine point three rebounds, three point nine assists, one point three turnovers. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they got some decent players. Uh, Spencer Marshall looks like a pretty good point guard for the most part. Um, can shoot all right and gets to the line a decent amount. Makes him when he gets to the line and six point six, one point seven turnovers. So. Um, they got some guys. They don't. They only lose one senior, and that's Dalton Stinson. Um, they were probably hoping for. Who was? I was going to say he was their leading scorer, though, which is, which is hurtful. Yeah, but, but potentially Matthew Hayes can play a little extra this year. 
Um, yeah, what do you think about this team? Yeah, I know that um, – uh, sorry, I got distracted. I, I was really trying not to laugh, but Denver is currently winning the Rochester All-Names team. He has uh, Sean Sackrider, and then he brings in Dakota Bonar. <laughs> like, come on. That's incredible. He's just doing it. He's, okay, pro- he's probably doing it on purpose. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've considered it. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna start just recruiting all names guys. If I had a bad yeah. season last year, then I won the championship, so I have to try. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, you know, I know that Denver got off to a really, really good start last year. They beat us in um, an exhibition game, and I think they were ranked in like the top thirty, and then end up going eleven and thirteen, five and eight in conference twenty one, uh, which doesn't get enough credit in the PR uh, typically. And so uh, in a team that is, or uh, a conference that's pretty active. And so he ended up going 11 and 13 last year in the season 122. So once a little bit of redemption, but I'm going to be honest, you know, I, th- I think he is where blue sky Blacksburg mm. was last year, where he has a lot of decent um, like glue guys, but no one who's going to be able to carry the load offensively. And so I think that they're going to struggle um, pretty significantly if they're not forcing guys to like 40, teams to like 40 percent true shooting um because it's just it's just really hard when you don't have a a go-to score mm-hmm. you know um and so uh, i think even in this bracket with teams that do have some offensive pop like virginia beach and, and we'll get to um erie uh, i think that he's going to struggle there yeah. yeah let's move on to the next team we have uh saint paul the uh saints they uh brought in the 3650 class replacing the 72104 class. Um, yeah, uh, none of them are scorers per se, but you know, um, I'm sure one of these players is very highly rated, potentially Miles Ricks. Um, looks like a decent player, mm-hmm. but it's hard to, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say which one, but I'm sure they, they're pretty good defensively and probably have good hands because um, all of them have positive assisted turnover ratios. What do you think? about this team yeah i i think like uh they're essentially what i just said about denver uh they have darian hubble who scored 16.4 points a game um he he actually was the opposite of a guy i was saying earlier where he actually shoots pretty poorly from the floor from the floor 43 percent true shooting or sorry field goal percentage um but shoots okay from three and from free throws and so that actually ups his true shooting a little bit more um and so i think that they're just going to struggle to score you know uh, i know blue uh was having a lot of success outside of the last two years where he's kind of taken a step back uh or sorry the last three years Mm -hmm. he's kind of taken a step back and and i don't think that these freshmen really add anything to his team as much you know like miles ricks i think could actually slide into the the center position Clemente wasn't providing a ton there outside of offensive rebounds. That'll be interesting. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know if they have enough yeah. offensive pop. They get a lot of offensive boards as a team, but but then can't put it yeah. back in. And it's probably so. a really good building class. You know, you need that first class right. that, you know, maybe they're not going to help them win some games because they will help them win some games, obviously, but they just might not right. score enough. But, you know, you can't apologize right. for getting a thirty six fifty class, especially when you go um, with a ten and uh, ten and fourteen last year. So it's like 
it can't get much worse, right. you know. So like you you bring in sure. these guys, yeah. they can dirty up the game, and you know maybe you find maybe one of the scores like rises to the top, and uh, right. you figure it out. I mean, all of them are really low, but right. you know you put a different point guard in there potentially, or you put someone that really um, sometimes different pieces work together, and Darian Hubble can go up to twenty three points a game potentially. We'll see. Yeah, and I think, like, for Blue, he's going to have to win games um, in this PNTT because he's going to have to play Rockford and Canton once this year and, and St. Cloud twice this year. Conference 14 has gotten really, really good. You know, Rockford and Canton are the numbers two and three teams in the nation right now. And so this PNTT they're looking at, they, they have to get some wins or else it's going to be another pretty tough season in St. Paul. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, we have the Milwaukee Crazy Birds. Um, they lost the 194, 184, and they brought in the 8108 class. So you look at these guys, it looks like they brought in three wings that can all score. Um, potentially, uh, McNamara would be a good um, point guard. Efficient uh, shooting, 4.2 uh-huh. assist, um, playing at shooting guard. Uh, they did not, they lost shooting guard, Nathan Rodriguez, an inefficient chucker for the most part. Um, but this is a nice second class to build off that freshman class from last year uh-huh. of Peebles, uh, Natalie, and Wilcox. Um, I think they'll make a nice step up here this year, and we'll see how they do. Yep, 100% agree. I'm, re- I'm actually really surprised that their uh, class was 8108 because it does look like it is balanced, so I get that the second number is a little bit higher. But, you know, decently efficient scorers, they add – 53 54 points per mm-hmm. game from these these guys and that's exactly what they needed only scoring 68 points a game on 49 percent true shooting last year and so i actually really really like this i think that this is going to give them um, a little bit of an ability to put some points up on some on some guys when you add these three freshmen to natalie who scored 19 and a half points a game last yeah. year you know um they're not deep so if they get in foul trouble they'll they'll have problems but uh, they look like an average fouling team last year. So I, I, I like the same a decent amount and like what they're doing there. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the team I'm most excited to talk about in this group is Erie right. Browns. Um, they bring in the 17-9 class, replacing the 101-118 class. And, I mean, you look at this class, and what you think about is Michael Bertini. Um, 6-8 center, mm-hmm. but he's probably going to play some small forward for these guys. They already have Williams and – Ahmed Arnold um, locking down the paint. Uh, and you, you get that score you really need. Um, they lost two seniors in their right. point guard and their small forward. I think he he slides really well into that small forward spot. And, uh, man, you got that three-headed post monster of Bertini, Williams, and Arnold. And that, that, that's going to be pretty exciting. I mean, I can talk about the other two guys. Yeah. Um, I think Hayes is a decent player. Uh, but... Really, this is Bertini's mm-hmm. class. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, you even look at that 17-9 class. Um, you know, uh, Bertini brings up that original ranking really, really high. And, and with the other guys just being kind of decent, that means Bertini has to be incredible, right? Because uh, in that secondary nine uh, number, it'll include the top two mm-hmm. guys in the class. And if this is the ninth best top two guys um, with – other guys, the secondary guys only mediocre. Bertini has to be incredible, right? He's like the Isaiah Moses 49-1 sort of deal. And so um, I think you're right. He slides into the, 
the small forward position. I think that this means that they can stop having Tony Armstrong shoot because he's just an inefficient chucker who can score 17 a game, but probably shouldn't be right. Um, and so I, I really, really like what Erie's doing. I hate that <laughs> Bertini went to them, um, but just, just for selfish yeah. reasons, you know, but I'm really, really excited that Erie's going to be another competitive team in conference six. And, and I think that this team actually has a legitimate shot at getting to the, the playoffs. Of oh, the for ACT. sure. For sure. And um, let's talk about our last team, the Fargo wild. They brought in the one, one, one class replacing the 174, 190 class. So they got a little bit worse. They, but they only lost one senior in Alfredo Jones and they bring in some much needed height. I mean, I think Jeremiah Jordan fits really well into that um, center position. I like Marlon Thomas is um, a guy that can just, uh, he can move the ball a little bit. I'd like his turnovers to be a little lower, but, you know, just take a shot right down and uh, let him, yeah, let him play some backup power forward or something like that. They still have, mm-hmm. I mean, they got, they also got some talent on the bench. I mean, Michael Dillard could take a step up potentially if he gets a little more time. He's a seven-footer. I know that's always nice to have a seven-footer. Um, but, yeah, what do you think of this team? Yeah, I mean, Jose Delgado desperately needed some help. Um, and I, th- I think he gets a little bit with potentially Arvin or Jeremiah Jordan, but I don't know if it's enough. You know, uh, this team finished as the 183 team last year. Um, they start as the 200-ranked team this year and even have the class ranking average of 200. So uh, it seems like this is an RTT team that's going to finish right around that re- area. Um, again, I don't know if this is enough to help Jose Delgado, although I do like that they're adding a lot of hype. Like they're yeah. a pretty tall team at this point. For sure. So looking at this group, who do you like to win it? Um, I, I kind of already alluded to this. I, I think it's down really to Virginia Beach and Erie, and I think that it's really just star power that um, makes me think that. Um, you know, you have Slusher, you have Nolan, and then for Erie, you have um, you you bring in Michael Bertini to play with Fernando Williams and Ahmed Arnold. So I, I think that the the three headed monster of Bertini, Williams, and Arnold um, is enough for to put Erie in the winner, winner's bracket yeah, for me. Yeah, I really like Erie too. I mean, I think, I mean, if Bertini's anything close to what, what he was advertised as, I mean, he's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be a load of fun to watch. Uh, who who uh-huh. are some of your players to watch, potential MVP candidates of this group? Yep. Uh, already sort of mentioned them, but Michael Bertini is the front runner for me. And then you've got Max Slusher, Devontae Nolan, um, after that, uh, it's kind of hard for me. I mean, maybe Ankit Natali from Milwaukee, the the sophomore six six guy who scored nineteen and a half points a game last year. But I just don't think he does enough other things that'll that'll put him in the conversation. So I think it's down to really those three guys that I said, and and really honestly, Max Slusher and Michael Bertini for me. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Max Slusher for sure. Um, another potential team, um, another potential player would be Devontae Nolan if he gets the ball enough, which he probably won't. Um, right. He won't. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but he's really fun, uh, for sure. Uh, I like Cross Thomas and Brian Burton, um, from Boise. I really like, 
Jason Frazier, too. He averaged 26 points a game last year for Hershey. So there's some good players in this group, and one of them will make the NTT or the preseason NTT playoff. Sorry, I almost um, compared us to our uh, lesser um, tournament. And uh, <laughs> right, right. Eesh. Imagine doing that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, I mean, last year Dearborn won their first round matchup out of this tournament, so uh, yeah. yeah, I think there should be a it should be a fun tournament, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to mention who Dearborn beat, but cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys, <laughs> for listening. Uh, hopefully, you have a good. Uh, you, you do well in the preseason NTT, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Yep. See you guys later. <laughs>